Nothing's been the same since New York. Oh, really? Well, I didn't notice that at all. You experience things, and then they're over, and you still can't explain them? Gods, aliens, other dimensions? I'm, I'm just a man in a can. The only reason I haven't cracked up is probably because you moved in, which is great. I love you. I'm lucky. But honey, I can't sleep. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. Today, we're talking about Iron Man 3. What do you think? Because everyone in the world who's ever listened to this podcast, which is everyone in the world as far as I'm concerned, we are the Small most, world. most successful podcast of all time. My world, which okay. is like four people. Everyone knows what I think of this. Yeah. What do you think this of movie. this? I definitely liked it. I still probably like Iron Man 2 more, but cuz okay, the thing that I've been struggling with is I don't I don't know if I like the first one or this one more. Oh yeah, cuz you like Iron Man 2 the yeah, most. Yeah, I like Iron Man 2 the most, which that's fine. Uh-huh. But it feels so wrong to put Iron Man 1 as the worst of the 3. Mhm. But then it would have to be if this movie's better. <laughs> In your weird world that no one else shares where Iron Man 2 is the best Iron Man movie? Probably, yeah. I mean, okay. The movie's actually being good, and my opinion of the movies are very different. Uh-huh. I like Iron Man 2 the most, but it's definitely not the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first one. Well, I'm glad that you can <laughs> acknowledge that. I'm glad that you know that yeah, you're wrong. There's like an actual review, and then it's my personal review. Iron sure. Man 2 isn't that great, but it's still my favorite. That's And that's fine, because I think the universal ranking is probably 132, but yours is like 2, and then 2, one and then 3, three and 1 are just tied because I can't decide. Yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> fair enough. But quite a bit, this is my favorite Iron Man movie. Uh, I am... Probably the number one, and we just have to get this out of the way real quick. I'm probably the number one... Uh, Iron Man 3 fan. Not just that. I'm probably the, like, leader of the Shane Black fan club. <laughs> I, I, like... I mean, you you made me watch three, three Shane Black movies, I did. including this one. And so. we'll, we'll talk about those a little <laughs> bit. But you gotta understand, I kind of discovered his movies at, like, a very developmental time, and so... Which is probably the worst time to find Shane Black movies. I know. Of all well, the movies. It wasn't for me because <laughs> I I was in a... Because, you know, I'll, I'll write stuff from time to time. And I kind of... These movies kind of inspired, like, everything I would write for a couple of years. Just that kind of, like, quippy, quick dialogue. I don't know. Where, Did you where mean there's the lots of, like, But not like... Because <laughs> I think Shane Black and Joss Whedon styles are very different. Yeah, they're, they're extremely different. There's a lot of you know, characters who talk really quick and say snappy things, but it's not the same as a Joss Whedon thing where it's a little bit more earnest. I think Shane Black's kind of cynical about that that kind of stuff. Usually he's got, you know, he always has Christmas in his movies no matter what. <laughs> Every single movie he ever makes, he sneaks Christmas into. Like, and it, when you're watching The Nice Guys and it's like, oh, there's been no Christmas, but this is a fucking Shane Black movie. Last scene. Yeah. <laughs> Last scene is Christmas. And, you know, he wrote Lethal Weapon, which is Christmas, and then, and then Iron Man 3 and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang are obviously... They, everything happens around Christmas. It's not, like, the main thing, but it's just kind of the atmosphere where he sets his movies, even if they come out in May, <laughs> which <laughs> Iron Man 3 did, but which confuses me, because I'm like, what Christmas is this? Is this Christmas 2012, or is this Christmas 20? 20- it's not... Uh, who cares? Probably 
Probably. I'm sure they fucked it up somehow. Yeah. It's Christmas of 2014. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's the future. Who cares at this point? I mean, the MCU right now is in 2023, yeah. so whatever. Need to get that out of the way. I have a bit of a bias just because Shane Black is a filmmaker who's very important to me. I love his movies. I've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's in my top five movies. <laughs> like, I, like, I watch that... Like, ten times a year, probably. I don't know. It's just... It, it makes me happy. So... There's so many offensive gay jokes in that movie. I know there is. Yeah, <laughs> I know there is. But also, it's kind of like... I guess kind of the point of, of that character yeah. is, like, he's angry about it. <laughs> Which is the whole... That's the whole thing, but... I don't think it's, like, mean. No. I think it's, it's like... Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's what he... That's the guy. <laughs> it's the point, but, yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. Gay, gay Perry. Harry <laughs> and Gay Perry. <laughs> There's a lot of that style. Like, Iron Man 3 is definitely more of a Shane Black movie than an MCU movie. I think that's probably a problem some people have, because you have, you have references. Like, this is very reactionary to the Avengers, obviously. You know, he's got PTSD yeah, or whatever. Yeah, literally the entire thing that, like, gets the plot moving is that he is, he's having anxiety attacks. Which is awesome. And that's building a bunch of Iron Man suits to deal with his anxiety. Yeah. Which, I mean... Yeah, that makes sense. That's how he copes. <laughs> and that's great, because it leads to, like, one of the coolest showdowns ever in this movie with i one love one really the... stupid part <laughs> oh yeah with one really really stupid part yep. but you know up until that point it's great i am the mandarin there's a lot of this movie and i think this is a lot of people's problem with this is it's a lot more of a tony stark movie than an iron man movie like the end there's 40 iron men that come in and the start there's a lot of like suits and stuff but for the middle of this movie it's just tony stark on his own yeah he's got a nail gun and a glove and some Which, ornaments that shit was so cool <laughs> that's the best i prefer having just a tony stark movie instead of an iron man movie i think that a big reason that that works i don't know if it would work as well if it was a john favreau movie but no one can really write for robert Downey jr the way that shane black does like they're they're good friends, obviously. They go a while back, but I think that he completely understands how to write for him. Like I think he knows his personality and what lines work for him to say. And so I, I think that's why all the Tony stuff works so great, where he's just on his own in the middle of desolate Tennessee, it, and it's perfect. It literally felt like I was still watching Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, they're literally right? the exact same character. I know, and they, it, both, it they both have narration. Oh, yeah, they do. That's true. Yeah, that's another thing that he loves. Yeah. All of his movies kind of have. Other than the Avengers stuff, and you see a little bit of Avengers footage, there's not that many MCU references. Other it's like than... more towards the beginning, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it kind of eases you into it. There's obviously, uh, I mean, there's like a reference to Thor at one point, but there isn't too much. Like, I think Jarvis says something about S.H.I.E.L.D., but I mean, obviously the Avengers is a big point because this is more of a sequel to the avengers than it is to iron man 3. pretty much that's how these movies work at this point like thor 2 isn't that it's connected just... to thor 1 it's more connected to the avengers yeah i think these movies are all just sequels of each other yeah i think an event movie happens and then everything is a sequel to it like avengers and then iron man 3 thor 2 and captain america 2 are all sequels to the avengers and, and then the next like... big event happens and then age of ultra <laughs> like civil war <laughs> like it's always <laughs> And I think that's another reason why it works is like the the big events because you know there's things like this where there's lots of destruction chaos but it's still on a smaller scale like the president is being kidnapped or whatever but there aren't aliens that are trying to end the world or there isn't a robot that's yeah it's trying just, to drop a city into it like it's just it's, fake 
terrorists and people that explode. <laughs> well, real terrorists led by fake terrorists, which we'll talk about. And people point. that explode and can breathe fire. And people that explode and can breathe fire. <laughs> well, the one who breathes. I think. don't think anyone else breathes fire. No, I think it's just him. Which is interesting. He does it like once, maybe? Yeah. I don't know why. And it does, like, he does it once and I don't think it matters. Like, he just, he just shows off that he can do it. It's only for the quip. Budget $200 million. Box office one point two one five billion dollars. <laughs> Good job. Made a lot of money, so we are we're in it now, pretty much. We're almost everything makes a billion. I think. I guess if we're gonna apply some formula to this, we just talk about the villains right now. Aldridge Killian is so boring. He sucks. He's fine. He's fine. He's such a nothing villain. I enjoy the opening scene where it's Tony Stark in Switzerland on New Year's. You get I'm Blue playing, which is yeah. great. Because, you know, how did the last two movies start? <laughs> ACDC, both times. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Yo, listen up, here's the story. It shows immediately that it's a different tone. It's a different director that is in John Favreau. John Favreau's in this movie for about ten minutes, maybe. And then he blows up. Well, he blows up, and then you see him at the end for five seconds. But... Watching Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's his favorite show. I like that he has the Vincent Vega look, like from Pulp Fiction. Oh That's yeah, what they're doing there. Maya Hansen, and he meets Jensen, which is that was weird. That always annoyed me. Kind like of. that. Doesn't make much sense. It does. In Iron Man 1, Jensen says, we've met before. We met once, you know. At a technical conference in Bern. Post-credit scene, we get Bruce Banner. Yeah, which is, that's, falling that's asleep. Cute. I like that, that's fun. <laughs> I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> I feel like it's just nice to see, like, the Avengers just being, like, normal people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, I mean, not Thor. Thor doesn't do that. No. <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier really kind of do that. Yeah. Where a lot of it is like, they don't totally rely on their powers. They have to use their brains, which is good because, you know, heroes should be smart. Because they're people. <laughs> yeah, they're people. They're not gods, which is probably what Thor does Except for Thor. Yeah, well. I mean, he's, he's an not, alien, but he's whatever. He's not a normal person then. Because, yeah. So, Aldrich Killian. I like that it's another guy that Tony fucked over, which is how all these movies work. That's literally like every movie that Tony has anything to do with. It's just a villain that he made mad. Sometimes even when he's dead, it's still a yeah. villain that he made mad. <laughs> like, I don't know how many of these villains are 100% Stark-based. Even when all of them. Other heroes. Sometimes it's like everyone is either someone that Tony Stark ignored when he was being an asshole, which is all the time, or it's Hydra. Or an, an alien. alien. Yeah, those are the three. So, <laughs> they I, go know, into three groups. I don't think there's that many villains that fall into any other category, really. Is there anyone that doesn't fit into that? Yeah, I think I, I think it's just those three groups. That's so weird <laughs> that everybody is one of three things. In this. We have to like, we have to get like a like one of those three circled pie charts out, oh, or yeah. not pie charts, like a Venn but diagram. Yeah, yeah we'll and just, <laughs> just get them, sort them into groups. I would love to do that. Are there any aliens that Tony Stark is pissed off? Does Thanos count? I mean, yeah, but there's no Nazi aliens, are there? It's a Red Skull. He's on another planet. Yeah, Red but Skull's he's from, technically he's from Earth, but he's been on that other planet for like eighty years. Yeah, he kind of does. Thanos count as, or no? Thanos, Thanos is in is a space, alien. but he's not a he's not a alien Nazi. He's just oh, a crazy he's a alien. No, he's not yeah. an alien. But he's an alien. Tony Stark pissed off. There's crossover, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's at least one alien Nazi other than Red Skull. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's lots of people that genocide. Like, I think e- Ego's drained a thousand planets or something, right? Because every time that yeah. he finds a planet, he doesn't doesn't work for him. Isn't that, isn't that literally it? Ronan's entire thing? Yeah, he does that too. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's just all he does? <laughs> I mean, he's got a hammer. Sometimes <laughs> he'll, like, hit a guy in the head, remember? <laughs> Genocide by hammer. <laughs> Ant-Man's villains. They're not any of them. And uh, Doctor Strange, his villain's just a wizard guy. Yeah. I, so there's what? like There's three there's exceptions. Three exceptions yeah, okay. Out of 20, like, 23 movies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it does 20 <laughs> movies where it's an alien, someone Tony Stark is pissed off, or uh, a Other. Nazi. Other. <laughs> Nazi, yeah. What do you think of... I guess we're not done talking about Aldrich Killian. I like Guy Pierce's weird makeup at the start of the movie where he's got like a hunchback yeah trying to pretend he isn't a god like he doesn't look like a fucking hollywood man (laughs) he's a nerd they did so much to try to like fuck him up like kind of worked i guess i guess yeah. but you could still tell it's him still very obviously (laughs) tell that that's like an hour or two of makeup yeah all they did is put a little bit of makeup on him and just make him look like really sweaty and just have him like hunch over a little yeah Yeah. i still think it it works and he's like yeah, I was on that roof and I was going to kill myself. That's awful of Tony Stark, though. It's not just like he forgot. Like, he told him that he was going to yeah, leave him on the roof. Yeah, and then just and didn't. He, well, he knew he wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, I think when I was younger, I was like, oh, so he just forgot, right? But no. no like, <laughs> he never had a plan at any point. He was just like, oh, yeah, I'll meet you up there. And then he... He never did. Yeah, he just fucking left, <laughs> which is... It's a you know it's a good enough motivation, and then he shows up and he's like, oh oh sorry, that's the huh, that's the universe. My bad. Let me show you my big brain. Like, big brain. Here I'll show you. He's showing her his big brain. <laughs> he's he's fine, and then he fucking takes off his shirt and he's got like fing fang foom on his yeah back, and he's like, I'm the Mandarin, which is awful. That's like the worst part of this. Yeah, movie I hate that. that. I fucking love the Mandarin is better. <laughs> So I guess we have to talk about him. <laughs> when this movie came out, all anyone would talk about was the Mandarin. Because what people know about the Mandarin is he's Tony Stark's arch nemesis. He's got ten rings of power that he got from, from an alien spaceship that had dragons on it or whatever. He doesn't run a terrorist organization. That's not really what he's about. The ten rings, we found out in the first Iron Man movie. That's like what kidnaps Tony Stark. So it's kind of been worked in as a terrorist thing in these movies. But are they just retconning that in the Shang-Chi movie or does that have nothing to do with it? Because that's also the Ten Rings. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be I mean, that's going to be literal Mandarin that people want. Like that's going to be Mandarin with Ten Rings of Power and all that. So is it just a really weird coincidence that there's a, a terrorist named the Mandarin that runs an organization called the Ten Rings? But there's also a an, an alien named the Mandarin that has Ten Rings of Power. Is had... this just a really weird coincidence that no one was supposed to know about? Did if... they not think this through? <laughs> Yes, but if I had to guess, if I had to guess how they're going to do it, they'll be like, oh, the Mandarin. The Mandarin runs the the terrorist organization. The alien runs the terrorists. Maybe, maybe. I'm thinking that it's going to be like, the terrorist organization was inspired by the legend of the Mandarin. Maybe. Like the Mandarin with the Ten Rings of Power, he probably was some, like, I'm sure he's like some ancient icon in this world or whatever, and they're like, oh, the Ten Rings represents whatever. That's how I assume they'll do it, like. The terrorist organization was inspired by the real Mandarin, probably. Or they've but... known about aliens all along. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, this world knows about aliens at this point, I guess, right? Captain would... Marvel, that was the 90s. Would they know? Would... Is that general knowledge? 
Captain Marvel thing? Just are like aliens in general before Avengers? I don't know. I feel like that would be like some Area Fifty One shit, sure like <laughs> Shield in this universe. Yeah, I I seriously doubt it, it would be common matter. knowledge. I don't know. Either way, they didn't think this through. <laughs> get through. This movie comes out. Everyone's really excited to see Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin, Sir Ben Kingsley. Again, that's that thing that we love where <laughs> actors are knighted. Because that's badass. It's so badass. It turns out he's just an actor playing the Mandarin. He still shot that guy in the head on television, though, which is pretty... That's a pretty dark thing I mean, to show he, in a Disney movie. He did say that it was just CG or sure, so, yeah. something. Green screen. Yeah. Green screen. <laughs> You'll just, never uh, see me coming. That was an old trailer. I'm sorry, are you ready for another lesson? <laughs> Sounds like a bad impression of Jigsaw. <laughs> Fortune cookies are an American tradition. They sound Chinese. Get it? Because they leave a bad taste in your mouth. The real Mandarin <laughs> in the comics is Chinese, Franny. He's a Chinese alien? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all aliens who look like humans are white. So yeah. <laughs> there could be Chinese aliens. Maybe he's not an alien. Maybe he just has alien rings. I can't. Rem- I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Most Iron Man comics aren't that good. God, why don't you know your your Mandarin lore? <laughs> he does have. Did you notice his tattoo that he has of the Captain America shield? But it's got like the Anarchy A in the middle. Oh, I neck. didn't. It's pretty. Yeah, that rad. sounds cool. That's <laughs> badass. I like the idea that the Mandarin is actually just an actor who they're paying. I think that the scenes with him. Other than the initial reveal, which is pretty good, I think some of the scenes with him are the less funny things in the movie. I don't think most of his... I think the idea is great. I think some of the execution works, but I think I would rather... Like, I, I wish some of it was handled better, I think. Yeah, I think it was definitely a good idea, and they were doing a good job of it. By the reveal, that was good. And then after... I feel like they just tried to make the joke drag off, like drag out for too long, and it sure. didn't really amount to anything. Yeah, I think that first scene is mostly fine, but then they go back yeah. with Rhodey, and that's when it's kind of like... We don't need this. Not really. I mean, you know, it's it pushes the story, because they have to get the boat or whatever was... that he mentions, but... They could have done that any other way. He, he wasn't necessary for that. He could have been like, yeah, Tony could have said that in that first scene. So yeah. He's got to get out of there. He'd be like, give me the keys to your whatever, but yeah. I think Shane Black wanted to include one of his running jokes, which is the, oh, he'll stop doing it, which happens in The Nice Guys also. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not like, oh, it's not like the comics. Why didn't you make the Mandarin a big... Why isn't big, he an alien? Why isn't he an alien? Where are the rings? Where are the rings? I want to see the rings! Yeah, but, you know, it's <laughs> It's not a big deal. I'm not mad that it's different. It should be different. I mean, I think it's good. I don't like Aldrich Killian going, And Pepper hits him with a big stick, and she's like, "That was really violent." Like, I don't, I don't need. I mean, and assumingly kills him. Yeah, is, isn't that the last time we see him? Yeah, he could be alive. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> that wasn't final. I feel like if Iron Man putting him in Mark Forty Two and exploding it didn't kill him, I don't think hitting him with a rod. Maybe he was weakened. <laughs> I mean, and also she it. had the 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 exploding Extremis, powers, yeah, so yeah. And they're not gonna bring back Aldrich Killian. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Just like they never bring back any villains. Nope, except Red Skull. Yep. And Loki. Yep. That's it. Loki's a hero now, even though he killed so many innocent people in New York. 
all of them. He did so many bad things. He's an awful person, but he's so funny. Oh yeah, but he has so many fans. Ridiculous. I think I don't think he should ever get help. (laughs) He killed eighty people in two days. (laughs) He ripped a man's eye out of his head and almost killed an old man in front of everybody. He literally destroyed the like the biggest city in the United States. Yeah. And but, traumatized, like, millions of people. <laughs> and also brought Thanos to Earth, probably. <laughs> once he, he, he turned into a snake and attacked Thor or whatever. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Who cares? It's fine. He's dead now. <laughs> he's dead now. <laughs> well, I mean, he's dead, but he's still getting his own TV show. In an alternate universe. In an alternate universe. Time plays. With, with She-Loki or whatever. He'll probably bring him back into the real universe somehow. Yeah, probably. He'll be in Thor 4. He'll be in Thor 4. More Thor. What about Iron Patriot? What do you think of Iron Patriot? There isn't that much to say. I think it's a cool design. Yeah, I think it's a cool design. It is It is a, a little silly. Like, people make fun of it because, yeah, it, it is, like, kind of tacky. Oh, He's yeah. having a, a giant Iron Man suit painted red, white, and blue. Exactly. Like, going into, like, <laughs> going into, like Afghanistan Foreign and fighting terrorists. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, like, that's a bit much, well, but... <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, Captain America for the modern day. Yeah. Even though we have Captain America. Yeah, we literally have Captain America. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's kind of like the whole Rhodey government dynamic, because Rhodey was always, like, you know, part of the military, he has been since the first movie. I think it's like Iron Man 2, the Nazis, I mean, sorry, the U.S. government, whoops, <laughs> we don't know that yet in these movies, or in real life. Um, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, we want an Iron Man suit that we can use, and he, Tony's like, no, I don't do that, I'm a superhero now or whatever i'll make weapons and yeah then he makes a suit for his best friend who's also in the military <laughs> no his best friend <laughs> stole a suit for him yeah himself. <laughs> but now they have roadie and they're like well we can boss you around so now they have their own iron man so of course they're going to kind of like patriotize yeah him. i think that's really interesting it's it's a nice design and everyone in the movie makes fun of it the whole time so it it works I yeah think. i i think i still prefer like the original like war machine design though sure yeah i like this as a one-off like, yeah it's in one movie because in the comics iron patriot isn't roadie it's norman osborne norman osborne <laughs> leads like an evil avengers team where all these bad guys pose as the superheroes like venom is spider-man bullseye is this daredevil or i think bullseye is hawkeye actually because precision or whatever but that's a whole... That's Can't believe whole Marvel really called themselves out by not being original. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Where every know. every villain has their own counterpart that's the exact same. <laughs> it's true. Think about it. I mean, if you think about it, everybody has an option. Yeah. What do you think about the Mark 42? I... Why does he... he? I like it. I like that this movie has like its own signature suit. Why does he keep calling it when if it touches anything, it falls apart? Yeah, that's what I never got. But also, I kind of just... I prefer some of the other designs better. Oh yeah, like oh. this. <laughs> this design doesn't look that great, and also the suit is apparently a piece of shit. So why does it keep trying to use it? <laughs> I like that the whole gimmick is that it flies through him piece by piece. That leads to an amazing sequence when he's running through the the house and he's getting the suit because he hasn't been Iron Man for like fifty minutes or whatever, and then he gets all it. But there are so many destroyed suits in this movie. Oh yeah, well <laughs> at, it ends with him blowing all the suits. Yeah. Up. A, a long time ago, we looked up how many Iron Man suits there were, mm-hmm. and I I think I think Endgame was marked like eighty something. Like I think it was like eighty four, sure, yeah. and I I couldn't figure out how there were that many suits. And then I realized there's, there's like there's yeah there's there's forty two suits in this movie, yeah. and they all get blowed up. So <laughs> blowed up. yeah yeah that's like 
that leads to I love that end action scene because I think like all all people who are big into the comics probably had their favorite suit. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, I love the Heartbreaker, I love the Bleeding Edge, Silver Centurion, or whatever. You get every suit you could possibly want in this. So like your favorite suit definitely makes an appearance, which is great. My favorite was always the Heartbreaker, and that shows up for a second, and it's like, it's great. And he calls it out by name also. Yeah. He's like, Heartbreaker, go help out, whatever. And it's great. You get the Silver Centurion, and I don't know. I think it's... it's you get cool. essentially a, a smaller Hulkbuster. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Yeah, the Igor, I think yeah. it's called. And it runs and supports that thing. I love that. I think yeah. that's like a prototype Hulkbuster. I think that's what it's supposed I to mean, be. I mean, they, they look about the same like they have the same like general design well, so well is much bigger though i think well like, yeah it's that it's one looks like face, yeah where it's kind of like Man face is like a whole head and that's just kind of like the, the eyes yeah so i think that's the same i really like that suit too i mean i wish i wish he used it more i wish he got into it there's a suit that has like the drill hands and he yeah. <laughs> drills those guys to death which is holy shit like just the entire part of the end where tony's just literally jumping between suits like they're just opening up and he's just jumping into them (laughs) yeah which is you know it's kind of an extension of it's an extension of the avengers where he he's falling out of the building the suit opens up and he he falls into it and in his extension on iron man 2 the ending of that movie i know it's your favorite movie of all time apparently but the ending of that movie is a little exhausting where it's just like Tony and Rhodey are fighting side by side. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. But they're fighting like a hundred robots that look identical. And they all go down like really easily. So there's like no, no point. No, not really. And then, you know, fucking Whiplash shows up. And And they they blow them up in a nuclear blast. Very slightly modified version of the Hammer Drones. Yeah. This, there's so much like color. It's so much different stuff going on that I think it's amazing. Like, it's not so many explosions. It's not 100 (laughs) identical robots. Yeah. They're they're all very, they all look very different, and you can tell. Yeah. Like, really distinct. Even like the more subtle differences, you can still tell. Like, some of them, yeah, it's pretty obvious. There's one with drills for hands and a Hulkbuster. But then there's some that just have like slightly different color schemes, like a, a different shade of red. Sure, like, you can yeah. still notice it. No, it's it's all different, which Yeah, is great. And yeah, there's ones that are completely silver, and then, you know, the Mark 42 is kind of distinct, because I think it's probably the only one that has, like, gold in it, which I think I think that helps. It's like, okay, well, the suit for this movie is different than all the other ones. I like that you can tell that. And it is, I do love the bit where it's uh, where it's coming to him, and he's like, oh, the Prodigal Son returns, and <laughs> immediately it breaks <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. I love that. The Mark 42 also has an amazing action sequence and this is coming from someone who has a flight in a couple weeks but you know the scene on air force one is so great when iron patriots going in just decimating everybody on that plane the best part obviously is when barrel monkeys yeah the barrel monkey scene exactly he has to save like a hundred it's (laughs) like like, 13 people they're all flying through the air because they've fallen out of a fucking airplane and he has to catch which them which i and he does and i feel great. like the force of that should have killed them if not i'm pretty sure one of them like literally hit their spine on the way out yeah so yeah, that person is not okay they're not going to be able to swim i don't think but that would be such a fun stunt because i think they did a lot of it for real i feel like any superhero sequence that involves planes is always really great like superman returns has that scene where the plane is like falling and it's he has to catch it and the wings snap off or whatever it's that's incredible too there's something so terrifying about tony stark just being like yeah i'll just electrify you so you can't close your oh, hands that's so like literally scary. just like not being able to open 
in your fucking yeah, hands. That's such a terrifying <laughs> thing. And I'm like, has Tony Stark seen that before? Did he repulse someone's hand? And yeah, did he just decimated? <laughs> did he just destroy all the nerves in someone's hand and just be like, yeah, that's a good idea? Yeah, I mean, no. Okay, I gotta do a quick Twin Peaks thing for any. Oh song. God. The vice president, who also turns out to be, he's not a Nazi, but he is working for like extremists because his daughter is missing a leg, and you know they like repair that with booty extremist stuff so Rhodey calls him and he's like hey uh the president's about to die can you do something and the vice president's like, like nah fam you. i got you no he says i got you Rhodey." Yeah. and then he's like and then uh, he's like nah fam he's like, nah, fam. <laughs> anyway miguel ferrer who plays vice president he's albert and twin peaks he passed away a couple of years ago which is really tragic he's a fucking amazing actor he's one of my favorite like in twin peaks the return which is the third season that only came out a couple of years ago he has one of my favorite like performances in any scene ever i'll put a little clip in of i hate to admit this but i don't understand this situation at all no do you understand this situation albert blue rose it doesn't get any bluer the president's name is warren ellis who's a comic writer <laughs> which has always been weird <laughs> to me like that's a little too direct that's how we were talking about david carradine last week or whatever i don't think his name's david carradine but does the president change in the mcu has he been mentioned after this Apparently, i don't remember barack obama isn't the president also which is weird to me yeah in the comics barack obama was the president he teamed up with spider-man I mean, hell yeah i'm <laughs> gonna put the link to that comic in the fucking yeah that sounds amazing it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you a link when i'm listening to this it's, it's pretty short but yeah i know so it's just like a comic strip it's like three panels oh, I, no it's probably like <laughs> so obama just being like hey spider-man four, bye spider-man four issues or something really yeah it's pretty great because <laughs> obama was a big old geek like he's a nerd <laughs> obama becomes spider-man <laughs> i wish i mean i think he might put on the costume or something i don't, remember. <laughs> I don't totally remember but that's really great <laughs> it's really fun. It sounds like weird like really weird fan fiction <laughs> almost maybe obama wrote it i was like uh can you just put this under your name j michael Straczynski, or whoever wrote that comic but yeah imagine being the president and having to let marvel use your likeness in a comic with spider-man he asked <laughs> i think you know because yeah. he was a nerd he made like a lot of star trek references in office um which is great what and a then, cool guy yeah he's awesome I think it's always odd when there's a fictional president in a movie, and it's like, well... That's not, that's not the president. That's not the president, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the DC in the DC universe, in the comics, Lex Luthor won the 2000 election, so that's a that's a whole thing, but yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, he did. What do you think about Ty Simpkins in this, the kid, Harley? He's pretty good. He's child really actors. annoying. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Say, usually child actors suck, but I think he's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't think it's, like, his fault. I think he just doesn't have very good stuff to work with. It's just sure. him annoying Tony until he has a panic attack and oh, then leaving. I like that. I like that he's kind of, like... I like that Shane Black writes kids like adults sometimes. Like, like Yeah. I mean, you see that most with Angry Rice and uh, Nice Guys, obviously, is... I, I I don't know. I like him enough. He was at Tony Stark's funeral for Annie. Yeah, he was. Which is great. Yeah. He, he was a teenager. Yeah. He didn't say anything. Yeah. He was just there. I mean, everybody was just there. Yeah. Was good. <laughs> what do you think about Pepper dying for about five minutes? I think it's effective initially. Cause it's obviously, not. Now, oh, you don't think so? Okay, no. Well, now we're in a we know she's going to be fine. But for a second, not even then. <laughs> really? No. Okay. For a second, I was like, oh, 
because people, anyone who dies in the MCU, people can die as long as they're not a main character. Like, you can have... Ever is a main character, though. This was, yeah, but she's not in Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a world where Phil Coulson just died, and we didn't know yet. And then he came back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, but we, we don't talk about that. Like a month, <laughs> but we don't know that yet. A month after Iron Man 3? I think so. Oh, okay. I thought that was announced, like, right after Avengers. Maybe. I don't know. I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I thought that was your favorite show. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I've seen every episode. The first episode is all about Extremis, actually. Really? And then uh, I think they forgot about movies <laughs> for a little, until the Hydra thing happened, and then they forgot it again. And then Civil War happened, and then they forgot it again. Like, every day, it's like, ugh. Just get, like, the major stuff. That's, yeah, that's what they do. Anything that involves S.H.I.E.L.D., just throw that in. Which isn't much. Make it not matter. These days, there's, like, no S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. hasn't... We haven't really had significant S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff since, Nick like... Fury and Maria, Mir, Maria Hill are still around. I can't say around. your name, apparently. They're still around. Yeah. But we hadn't really had major S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff since, like, Winter Soldier. Maybe because they're, they're Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last time we saw a Helicarrier was in Age of Ultron. Like, that was... That's a long time ago. Yeah. I wish they they drove a helicarrier into a space whale in a endgame that was rad. Cutting a space whale open with a helicarrier. You turn it sideways. <laughs> I'd watch. This movie is, is one of my favorite MCU movies probably. It always will be. Just because I've seen it so many times. And it's got all that Shane Black stuff in it that I love. Ah, it's good. It definitely has good aspects. I, I, I just realized this is this mostly is, good though. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more good than bad. I was gonna say this is about to start sounding a lot like what I said about Spider Man, and this is a lot better than Spider Man. It's so much better yeah. than Spider Man. We fucking got there. It. There's a couple like minor problems. Oh yeah, but yeah. for the vast majority of the movie, it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. I think that I, I mean, there's more to say, but we should just read some listener stuff now. Maybe it'll fuel if we have any things that we haven't brought up. Maybe. Probably help. Uh, ben Berkowitz just says, great ideas, poorly executed. I think that might be true for the Mandarin thing, uh, but I think most, most of the stuff kind of plays out exactly how I want it to play out. But my opinion on this movie probably doesn't count for that much. Just cause no, I, 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 think, I think you're right. Other than some of the Mandarin stuff, which even then they do most of it pretty good. Yeah. And they handle they handle Tony's anxiety pretty well. Yeah, that's the thing people have a big problem with because not so much this movie, but more Age of Ultron, how he just gets over it. Like, it barely... Yeah, I again. I feel like it definitely should have st- stuck around a little bit more. And I mean, it... Because you, like, you don't just get over it. Oh, right? no. It, it That takes, like, years. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I feel like it comes back once, like, Infinity War comes around. And I, it comes vaguely in Age of Ultron because he goes into... Or he has that vision yeah. where it's, like, the space whales or whatever. For the most part, he just kind of goes back to normal after this, which... I mean, that kind of just, like, defeats the purpose of this movie because, like, this entire movie is him dealing with it. Yeah. So it's like it just never happened. <laughs> no, it should it should definitely be brought up more. I think I I think that's it's a really great aspect of this movie that he's like fucked up. Because yeah, of that. but then it's like we're not really we don't really deal with that again. But that's more for other movies. Yeah, that's more of a problem with the other movies that in this movie specifically they do it really well. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Brandon T. McClure says, Super underrated movie, still only the second best Iron Man movie, but I think it's a blast. The destruction of his home is truly breathtaking. Also, the score is one of the best in the whole MCU franchise. 
Yeah, Brian Tyler does like a really kind of like a jazzy score sometimes, and it's it's really different. It's really great. I know Noah's about to bring that up. <laughs> that stuff. And that Malibu Mansion scene where it gets decimated is That's, so great. It's like iconic at it's this point. The standout of yeah. this movie for sure. It's like the the one thing people remember from this movie. But remember when the suits got blown up by missiles? She yeah, was, it was crazy. Great. It was fucking great. That's how the movie starts. Yeah. The first thing you see in this movie is those getting blown up. Yeah. And also, I love that this whole movie is something that he's just telling to Bruce Banner. Like, the entire yeah. thing. With him not even paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, I like that Shane Black always does that kind of, like, narration that knows its narration. Like, in this, it's at the end, it's like, oh, well, obviously, I was just talking to Bruce Banner. At the end of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it's like, oh, it's just talking to the audience because this is a movie, which is... There's a lot of great stuff with narration where he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah, I, for- I forgot thing. to say this. My bad. I'm like an old man you probably don't even shit. care about this anymore, but fuck it. Yeah, We're like, going back. Bad narrator. <laughs> yeah, how Harry got to the party. <laughs> Look, just bring them all back. Why don't we? We're fucking sappy about it. <laughs> bring back Abraham Lincoln. That, yeah, that's one of my favorite guys. Like, what other director would literally put yeah. that in? Fuck it, bring them all back. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Endgame? I'm a bear. What do I know? <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne voices the bear in that. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, and the Bumblebee and uh, Nice Guys. That's Hannibal Burris. <laughs> so, well, yeah, yeah. I, I could tell that. Yeah, there's a lot of great. Well, He's a very distinct voice. Voice cameos. <laughs> Michael Tanner says. Yeah. Okay. Michael Tanner says the whole movie is an essay on Cap's big man in suit of armor. Take that away. What are you? It kind of is. It's like a lot of Tony just having to figure it out on his own. Most of the time he does, which is really great. Oh, and I have to bring up my favorite line in the whole film, which is very simple, but very important. And my brother and I say this all the time. Oh, God. It's a big bunny. Relax about it. I love it. It's (laughs) normal. Why is that in this movie, and where can I get one? Because it's Shane Black. <laughs> because it's Shane Black. It's, he loves that. I mean, it's, it's a Disney PG-13 movie, so they couldn't have, like, straight-up nudity like there is in the, the other nice two, guys, yeah. but they got close enough with a giant bunny. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That bunny has huge tits. Like, oh. that's the closest they're gonna get to, like, full-on nudity in a Disney movie. God, that's going in the folder. That bunny has You're welcome. huge tits. That's great. You're welcome. That's I great. hope you enjoy that. I love that. Thank you. Oh, oh there's a compilation coming at some point. <laughs> of all the terrible, weird things I say. Just throw it out on the feed at some point. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Doing it to myself. <laughs> Jordan Edwards says, Maybe the best action choreography choreography in the mcu up there with the winter soldier this is also the first movie that capitalized on solo cinematic universe ventures it's entirely informed by a previous movie outside the main iron man series that's getting into what we talked about where it's more of a sequel to the avengers than the other iron man movies but i think if you just wanted to watch the three iron man movies and you knew the avengers was a film it works well enough i mean you know it helps to see yeah obviously i mean if you just want to watch the iron man movies it's like just watch one and two and then watch the last, like, half an hour of The Avengers, and then just watch this, and you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I something that fascinates me in shared universes is when I try to look at it as, like, a normal person, how would it be watching just the trilogy? Just like it. Like, if you watch the three Captain America movies, or the three Thor movies, I think the Thor movies work better Thor than movies, the Captain yeah. America ones do. The Captain America ones, I feel like you kind of can't watch as a trilogy. I think you could watch the first two. And then three, you kind of have to know more about the Avengers for that. You have to know about Age of Ultron is the main thing. Yeah, I guess. 
But I think I, what he said about action choreography, we've talked about a lot about the fight scenes in this, and they're some of my favorites. For sure, the mansion. I had that Lego set. I had all the Lego sets for this movie. Of course you did. They were all great. Like I think I still have the boat, <laughs> which I, is somewhere. I feel like I, I, machine up there. I feel like I, I had an... it. It's not in the movie. <laughs> I had a Lego set from one of the Iron Man movies, but I don't remember I which one. Iron Man 3 is the only one that has Lego sets. Because this is when the Marvel movies started having Lego sets. I think it might have been the first Avengers one. was the first one. I know my Lego history, Franny. There was one that had the Mandarin in a little car. <laughs> there's one that's a boat that has the Mandarin. And then there's one in this the is bother me. Hold it's on. the Malibu Mansion. Whatever, Get... Franny. I, I will <laughs> read off what more people say while I try to find the Lego okay. set that I had when I was like five. <laughs> Noah says, maybe, I hope it's like a, it's not Lego. Like it's like one of those weird ripoffs. Uh, like like one of the NECA <laughs> Legos. Like no, I know it was lines. definitely Lego. All right. Noah says, Noah says maybe Tony's best movie. Really awesome character piece that is both standalone and also builds on Avengers. Incredibly underrated, funny, and entertaining. Far from the best MCU movie, but definitely not the trash that people say. It's a fun time and has a killer main theme. Brian Tyler is a god. Once again, Noah, you're absolutely spot on. And Josh Johnson says, oh, he has a lot to say. He says, I'll probably get castrated for saying this, but it's my favorite MCU movie. Not saying it's the best made, but it's the one I enjoyed the most, partly because it was the first one I saw in theaters. Seeing Tony is such in such a vulnerable ugh. Seeing Tony in such a vulnerable state of mind is the closest thing we could get to Demon in a Bottle. The action was great and creative, the house gang destroyed was crazy, the Air Force One rescue was sweet, also because they actually did the airdropping to film it. And it was cool to see Stark do something outside the armor. I know a lot of people say he does a lot of idiotic things in the movie, but here's a bulletin defense. He hasn't slept in days, and as we know, lack of sleep gives a drunken effect, so that's why he makes odd decisions. As for the Mandarin twist, I loved it. If they're going for a real-world setting, making him a terrorist, but then also a decoy makes perfect sense, more than guy gets power rings from a spaceship that was carrying dragons, and if that twist was a Mission Impossible or something like that, no one would care. Sorry for the long comment, but but being it's my favorite and people constantly shit on it, I try to do my best to defend it. And I completely agree with pretty much everything he said. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies for sure. I know I'm probably in a minority there. But again, Shane Black fanboy, number one. Did you find the set that doesn't exist? I'm still looking for it. It doesn't exist. It's not I'm going to keep looking I for it until I Marvel find merch. it. I swear to God. All right, all right. Kyle McDonald says, Watch a menagerie of special application Iron Man suits get misused as Iron Man wears a misfunctioning prototype while waiting for an attack. Then he makes friends with a kid and blows them all up. What I want to say about that is why, Tony Stark, would you go on public record and say, this is my house? Would you like to come to my house? <laughs> to a terrorist. <laughs> but not just to a terrorist, to anybody. Do you know how many fucking people can turn up and go see Tony Stark now? Oh, yeah. Literally, the the like first three helicopters that were at his house were literally like the media. Yeah. So <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and you just see him on the news. Yeah. <laughs> Maya just shows up. We're still at Ding Dong. We need to be at total lockdown. I threatened a terrorist. I like how like concerned Pepper and Rhodey for are him are for him constantly. And then if you remember last week, Brian, whose last names I couldn't pronounce because they're German, says it is contrary to popular belief. Actually, the worst Iron Man movie. And it pains me to say it because there's so many elements I like: our dog, the kid, Ben Kingsley, and Shane Black. But it's just not very good. Well, Ben Kingsley is playing the Mandarin. He's one of the most intimidating villains Marvel has put on screen. I think that's why the twist just didn't work at all for me. Why? Why would he have to actually be a bubbling idiot? Well, Brian, whose last names I still cannot pronounce, I disagree with you. 
But I think you raised good points, and I think you really got into why people don't like that twist. He's really fucking intimidating whenever you see him in this movie. He's shooting normal people in the face on television, which is really fucked up. But I still think it works. Mostly, again, that one scene with Rhodey is kind of like, oh, this is a little overkill, but I I don't know. Did you find something that doesn't exist? It wasn't Lego. <laughs> no shit, it wasn't Lego Franny. Previously. Maybe, I hope it's like a, it's not Lego, like it's like one of those weird rip-off. No, I know it was definitely Lego. Lego didn't get the Marvel rights until 2012. Well, you know who did? Who? Mega Blocks. I knew it! I knew it'd be something dumb. What was the set? It's from Iron Man 2. So I was right about the movie, oh, but... it's not very good. Yeah. It's not a very good set at all. You should find that Malibu Mansion set. That was rad. It had a little blender, and you make a little smoothie, and it had a little green, like, circle blocks in it, like the studs from Lego games. It was just like a little glass thing, and you shake it, shake it, and you could blow up the mansion. It had all the suits, and you just, like, <laughs> you just, like the helicopters come in, and then you press these things, that flips up the suits. It was fucking great. Alex Ryan says, top-tier MCU, maybe the best Iron Man movie. Yes, I think so. Funny and fun with super creative action sequences whenever Tony has to figure out what to do without a full suit. And the plane sequence showing something all too rare in the MCU, a hero just straight up saving people. On top of all this, it's a hell of a character study exploring who Tony is and how and why he can claim to be a hero. Works perfectly to close out his arc if you watch the Iron Man series on its own, or to set up his worries for Age of Ultron, Civil War, and Fandy War if you watch it in the MCU. It rocks. 100% agree, Alex Ryan. Are we ready to go, Brandon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 ba- I'm ready to re-engage. Okay, <laughs> after looking at Legos for like ten minutes. Oh, story of my life. Okay, Paul says, "Hi, Paul." Paul says, "Hmm, very good movie. Been a while since I've watched it though. The fact that they're adding the actual Mandarin after they basically said he isn't real is weird. The honey that could be the title of my autobiography line is comedy gold. All the non-suit stuff showing how good Tony is on his wits is incredible. Jurassic World kid is good. Yeah, it's the kid from Jurassic World. If you don't oh yeah, it is." Yeah. Uh, very fun movie. The PTSD is handled well. Very interesting. Tony and Pepper seem like people who are actually in a relationship together again. And Big Teddy Bear. It's not a teddy bear, Paul. It's a big bunny. Relax about it. It's Uh. normal! (laughs) Oh, man. Iron Man 3. How much I love you. You're great. Okay, is that it? What are are your closing thoughts about this? Unless you have other things that you want to bring up. I think we got to everything. It's... I still like Iron Man 2 more. <laughs> you like Iron Man um, 1 more is the question. I There's no big bunnies in Iron Man 1. It's still a better movie. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a better movie. I I I honestly I don't think I could I could pick between the two. They're both just so good. Yeah, they're pretty different, honestly. Oh, they're like com- completely different. <laughs> this does good Pepper and Tony arguing. Yeah. Unlike 2, which is fucking Well, I think unlistenable. I think it does good Tony and Pepper arguing because it's actually like valid now and also it's not the entire movie. And it feels real I think. It feels much more real than in 2 where it's like this is comedy. Like It's not people actually talking. It's... Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. A small scene that would have scared the shit out of me in real life. Um, Tony having a nightmare and then, oh, and then so, the suit that's coming so to like... <laughs> that shit looks terrifying. It's, uh, yeah, that was, I remember that was in like the first trailer. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this going to be? Yeah. Uh, last last little thing. Tony Stark's little dance that he does at the start. The Christmas music. Drop my needle. It's so great. Do you remember? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think enough 
superheroes dance in these movies, I will say. If I had to <laughs> give one major critique on the whole MCU, not enough dancing. What do you think? Peter Quill doesn't make up for it? Star-Lord does a lot of dancing. Yeah, he doesn't make up for it? No, because that's like three movies worth. Two movies worth. He doesn't do that much dancing in Infinity War because his girlfriend dies or whatever. Yeah, because that, that's like a, ser- like a serious, almost movie. serious movie. No dancing. Still jokes, no dancing. Yeah, all jokes, no dancing. <laughs> Next week... We're doing the Wolverine, which I'm really excited for you to see because I don't think you've seen it. I haven't, and I, I like that movie quite a bit. I think I haven't even seen, or I have seen one scene from it. But other than that, I think I've seen like a trailer, and that's it. Bye. Gabe didn't do the social media, so we got to do it again. I'm back, everybody. We're back. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Uh, post credit scene. You can find this is our post credit scene. I'm not that kind of doctor. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Marvel Movie Pod. You can find me on Instagram at Flipdeg. You can find me on Twitter at Flipdeg, but the unique is a three. You can email us at MarvelMoviePod at gmail.com. Franny's house was blown up by terrorists. They're trying to <laughs> recruit him for the extremist program. <laughs> Other things that happened in Iron Man 3. That's not what happened in Iron Thanks Man 3. Thanks for listening. They didn't blow up his house and then try to recruit him. Thanks for listening. Okay, whatever. She's like, we can use him, remember? Rebecca oh, yeah, Hall's right. like, we can use him. Stay safe, wash your hands. Don't inject yourself with explodey powers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Stay safe, wash your hands. Wash your hands. It's a big bunny, relax about it. Oh, down. I got this for you. <laughs> <laughs>